Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about what a runner can do to help the plantar fascia after plantar fascia surgery. Hi, I'm Dr. Christopher Segler, and thanks for tuning in to the Doc on the Run podcast, where we help you understand how to keep training and running even if you've been injured. Now, today's episode is based on a question sent in from one of our listeners. And before we get started, just to say thank you to all you runners who send in these kind of questions and who listen regularly, I want to let you know that we're running a contest for the next three weeks. I'm giving away three 15-minute phone consultations completely free. All you have to do to enter is go to iTunes, leave an honest review just saying what you think of the Doc on the Run podcast. Then subscribe to the podcast and send an email directly to me at drsegler at docontherun.com to let me know that you posted posted your review on iTunes. Each week for the next three weeks, we're going to pick one of those names out of a hat at random, and those winners are each going to get a free 15-minute consultation where I'll answer your questions about running biomechanics, we can talk about different types of running shoes, your form, your favorite race, or whatever else you want to talk about. So go leave a review and then send me an email. All right, so today's question comes from Karen, and she actually wrote in and said, I mistakenly had plantar release done to my right foot 16 years ago. I'm no longer able to run because my arch has collapsed and my foot now rolls inward significantly with every step. I'm in constant pain in both of my knees because of the change in my gait as well as my foot as a result. A Mayo Clinic orthopedic surgeon recommended fusing the first and second metatarsals above my arch to reduce pain affected by the release, but who knows if I'll ever run again, which is what truly breaks my heart. My main questions are, could stem cell therapy help me run again? and can it decrease pain in the long term? Long shot question is, is it remotely possible to replace, using that term very loosely, the cut ligament or its role in the foot also allowing me to run again, which is most important to me, honestly? Now, this is a tough problem, and I really believe that for all runners, there's always a solution. You just have to figure out the right solution for you. And so uh, maybe the surgeon is offering the right solution, maybe not. But there's also tons of stuff written that can be misleading, and stem cells is one of those things that can be very misleading. Stem cells is sort of like the new snake oil almost. It seems like it's being re- recommended from everything from miracle facials to curing hemorrhoids and everything in between. So stem cell therapy may have some promise, but it also has lots of sort of mysticism surrounding it that's not really well supported in the medical literature. So to answer the first question, I find it very difficult to believe that a stem cell injection could heal the plantar fascia. I think that is really a long shot. If you've had surgery and you release the plantar fascia, I think that's unlikely. But we're going to talk about this in detail. Before we get started trying to explain some possible solutions, let's make one thing clear to all the runners out there who currently have plantar fasciitis. Plantar fascia release surgery is commonly even routinely performed for chronic plantar fasciitis, but it should never be one of the first options considered by a runner. So if your doctor tells you you have chronic plantar fasciitis and you need surgery to simply release part of the plantar fascia, make sure you get a second opinion from someone who treats runners before you head to the operating room. Once you have surgery, all of the rules change. Your anatomy is different, and sometimes bad things happen. And just to be clear, collapse of the arch and instability in your foot after plantar fascia release surgery is a known potential complication of the surgical procedure. I've done lots of plantar fascia release surgeries on patients, and every single one of the consent forms I handed to a patient, we discussed this specific risk. And even though it's a terrible thing if it happens, it doesn't constitute malpractice. It's just what we refer to as a bad outcome. 
But the truth is, I think this procedure is done really frequently, and it's often recommended as a treatment for chronic foot pain in runners. But I do think runners have special considerations, and hopefully this is going to help you understand a little bit more about the risk and about what can happen, and then what, if anything, you can do about it if this problem does develop in your own foot if you choose to have the surgery. Now, the plantar fascia is the biggest ligament in your foot. And if you think about the word fascia, the fascia on a house is a covering. And the fascia in your foot, though, is actually a structural element. You need it. It helps hold up your foot. Now, one of the things surgeons typically tell patients is they say, well, you're going to get some scar tissue filling in the plantar fascia after surgery. But that doesn't always happen. The foot has to be held completely still for at least a month before you can get any sort of scar tissue that can contribute to the structural integrity of the plantar fascia. So in many cases, what really happens is you cut part of the plantar fascia ligament, which the part of it we cut is actually called the medial band of the plantar fascia, and that's the part that has the most tension. But the force of that tension never goes away. That tension all gets transferred to the remaining intact portion of the plantar fascia. As a consequence, the plantar fascia is no longer supporting the foot in the same way. If that happens, then you can actually get pain on the outside of your foot because there's so much tension on the outside of your foot with the plantar fascia. Another thing that can happen is that all those excess forces that are no longer supported by the plantar fascia after it's been cut, well, those forces put a strain on the other elements of the foot. Sometimes the rest of the plantar fascia can rip apart. Sometimes the spring ligament underneath the arch can become stretched out or tear completely. Sometimes the posterior tibial tendon gets weaker as it tries to take over the function of the plantar fascia. If any of those things happen, then the arch can start to collapse. Now, if a runner has surgery on the plantar fascia and then wants to do something to fix those problems that happen after surgery, you really have to figure out which one it is that you're trying to fix. You're listening to the Doc on the Run podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Runner's Heel Pain, self-diagnosis and self-treatment written by the world's leading expert on runner's heel pain. When runners with heel pain get help from Dr. Segler through a virtual doctor visit, they ask the same questions. How do I know I really have plantar fasciitis? What do I have to do to get my heel pain to go away? How can I stay fit and keep running while I heal my plantar fasciitis? Dr. Segler wrote the book on runner's heel pain specifically so any runner like you could get the same answers he gives to patients he sees in person. He wanted to create a way you could get $500 worth of expert advice for less than the cost of a copay right now, without waiting for some doctor's office to open. Runner's Heel Pain, Self-Diagnosis and Self-Treatment. This book will teach you exactly how the world's leading expert on runner's heel pain helps runners run and heal. Get the Kindle version on Amazon today for only $14.95. All right, welcome back to the Doc on the Run podcast. Now, if a runner has surgery on the plantar fascia and then wants to do something to fix those problems that happen after surgery, you really have to figure out which one it is that you're trying to fix. They're really two different things. One is that you're trying to actually repair the plantar fascia that's been cut. The second one is that you're trying to just find another way to provide some additional support to the foot to prevent further collapse to the arch. So we'll talk about those separately. All right, so if you're trying to repair the plantar fascia after it's been cut, the truth is is that it's not really going to heal unless you're trying to repair it immediately after surgery. So right after surgery, most of the time a doctor will recommend strict non-weight bearing, meaning you have to use crutches, wheelchair, a knee walker, something like that where you're not walking on the foot at all. Because every time you stand on it, you stretch out the plantar fascia ligament and it just can't heal back together if you're walking on it. 
The second thing is prolonged immobilization. I've talked about this over and over and over, that it's a horrible thing to put runners in strict immobilization or non-weight bearing because in one week of non-weight bearing with crutches, you're going to get a 17% reduction in the muscle fiber diameter in that leg in only one week. If you do it for four weeks of immobilization, you get a 60% reduction. And that's a huge change in the size of your calf muscle and all the muscles in your leg that support you when you run. But you have to hold it still and you can't walk on it if you really want it to heal. The second thing is collagen supplementation. There's some evidence that if you do some collagen supplementation, that it can actually help you synthesize collagen, which makes up the plantar fascia, if you're doing that immediately after surgery or while it's repairing. Some doctors will recommend a PRP injection. Now, I don't do PRP injections on people when they rupture their plantar fascia because I've been able to get just about everybody to heal without doing that. It's expensive and it's invasive, so I don't think you should do it unless it's going to work. That holds true for stem cell injections as well. They're totally experimental and there's no evidence at all in the medical literature that if you do a stem cell injection, it's going to make your plantar fascia grow back. That just has not been studied. Now, the second thing is if you're trying to provide some additional support to the foot to prevent further collapse of the arch. The first thing that people will try with is normally custom orthotics. Most podiatrists, many orthopedic surgeons, lots of orthotists, they'll all recommend custom orthotics to try to hold your foot in a corrected position. Now, that's the simplest thing. So if you make really aggressive custom orthotics with a deep heel cup and lots of support, it may actually hold your foot in a better position so that you could walk and even potentially run without having pain. If custom orthotics are not enough, there is a brace that is actually attached to a custom orthotic called a Ritchie brace. And it's really the standard for athletes who want to have more support than can simply be provided by a custom orthotic. And then the next choice, of course, is surgery. So that's what's been recommended to this patient who sent in the question. And first thing you have to understand is that when we cut the fascia, we don't sew it back together once we cut it apart. So I don't really believe that you can go in and sew up the plantar fascia or surgically repair the plantar fascia after you cut it. And I don't think that's really a reasonable option for a runner. Now, there are other options. One possible option is to put in a small implant called an arthroresis implant. Basically, this is a small little metal cone or a cylinder that can hold the foot in a corrected position and support the arch. It's a very simple surgery and it's reversible, but we basically put that into the subtalar joint to hold the subtalar joint in position, which actually holds your arch in a corrected position. That's one of the things I would probably think of as a first option for this kind of patient. It just depends on what the foot looks like on x-rays and when the patient's standing, but I've done several hundred of these actually, so I think I've done almost 400 of them. It is an effective procedure in the right patient, but obviously somebody has to look at you and make that assessment. Now, another option is to fuse any of the joints on the foot toward the inside of the foot over the arch. And the most common procedure is probably a lapidus procedure, and that's where we fuse the first metatarsal bone to the medial cuneiform bone and sometimes the joints in between the first and second metatarsal. That sounds a lot like what's been recommended by the surgeon at the Mayo Clinic. Now, that can provide a lot more stability because it helps to support the arch somewhat, but it only supports part of the arch. So that might work, and it may not be enough support, but you can't tell until the surgery is over with. Now, another procedure is to fuse the talonavicular joint, and this is a larger joint, and it's the one that's sort of right at the apex of the arch. So it is the most effective fusion in that section of the foot, and it will support the arch. It will help you maintain your arch, but it will also make the foot extremely stiff. Fusing the talonavicular joint alone will actually stop 85% of the pronation and supination motion that happens in the foot when you walk and run. Now, obviously, with that amount of change in the foot, within the foot, 
is really going to change your running biomechanics significantly. But again, we're already talking about somebody who can't even run at all. So that might be a reasonable thing to do, but that sounds like a more aggressive surgery than what's currently being recommended to this particular patient. To answer the questions, number one, stem cell injections are totally experimental, and I find it hard to believe that just doing a stem cell injection alone would fix this problem or have any real hope of fixing this problem. The other thing is that you have to really figure out what's going to work. Now, the bottom line here is that surgery is the best option when it's the only thing that will work. But if there's anything else that's less invasive, less restrictive, and potentially less risky, that's always better in my mind. So as a runner, you have to be your own advocate here. And you have to go in, you have to ask lots of questions like, well, what would happen if you fuse that joint and I can't run? What would happen if you fuse that joint and I'm no better? Like, what would you do next? There always has to be some sort of like, well, what are you going to do if that doesn't work? I think it's very important to ask that question anytime you're considering surgery. Well, hopefully that helps you understand a little bit more about the plantar fascia surgery and the things that can go wrong and some of the stuff you might consider if it does go wrong and you're not running. Again, I really do believe there is always a way to get back to running. You just have to figure out what the mechanics are and what the real fix is to actually get you back to running. Runner's Heel Pain, self-diagnosis and self-treatment written by the world's leading expert on runner's heel pain. When runners with heel pain get help from Dr. Segler through a virtual doctor visit, they ask the same questions. How do I know I really have plantar fasciitis? What do I have to do to get my heel pain to go away? How can I stay fit and keep running while I heal my plantar fasciitis? Dr. Segler wrote the book on runner's heel pain specifically so any runner like you could get the same answers he gives to patients he sees in person. He wanted to create a way you could get $500 worth of expert advice for less than the cost of a copay right now, without waiting for some doctor's office to open. Runner's Heel Pain, Self-Diagnosis and Self-Treatment. This book will teach you exactly how the world's leading expert on runner's heel pain helps runners run and heal. Get the Kindle version on Amazon today for only $14.95. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me and then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.